Hello, Maverick fans. Welcome to another edition of the delayed Mav Puck cast with Jason. And an iced over John. Thanks for tuning in, I assume, on a cold and snowy day because it is very cold and there is a lot of snow. Yeah. So I'm going to assume it sticks around for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I am too. For the, for the few listeners, I, I will assume that we have uh, that maybe don't live in in Nebraska or in the Midwest here, uh, we got, uh, I think, obviously I wasn't here for this, right? but I heard that we got like nine inches out here. Yeah. Yeah. We had a lot. Yeah. And we already had snow on the ground before it started to fall. So. We did. Yeah. We had, I, I probably had seven or eight inches still on the ground and then another nine. It's yeah. It was ridiculous. It was almost just crazy two feet and it was it was terrible to try to clean it up because it was a like a, an inch of ice and then slush and then, and then snow sleep. and i don't have like the heavy duty snowblower i've got like a traditional type snowblower so i don't have the one that's got the metal kind of cork yeah. yeah the auger thing so it was i mean it took me to do three driveways ours and the two elderly women who live near us it took me like four hours gosh oh yeah i hate We're... it Blessed to have a great neighbor behind us who right. knew I was gone for daughter's hockey tournament. Right. Asked me when I was going to be back. I'm like, well, not today. Yeah. So he was nice enough to come over and, and plow us out with his, which was very, very appreciated. I know. Yeah. I, mean, I couldn't imagine coming home to all that stuff and then, you know, having to like park the car in the oh, street. Oh, that would have been worse than then like climb your way in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, snowshoe my way to the garage door. and. But you uh, were nice enough because we start off with our drinking segment. You were yes. nice enough on the way back from the youth hockey tournament in Minnesota. Going through Sioux City, you picked up Sioux City root beer for me. Yes, and that has something that, that has a special uh, reason that we will cover here in a little bit with a new segment on the podcast. Absolutely, that will be a new segment. So they'll have to keep listening to figure out why it uh-huh. is that we uh, picked up some Sioux City root beer for you. That's right. I'm really curious. It's gas station root beer. I, <laughs> I, I don't have high hopes for it, but I mean, maybe take a great. swig and, and let us know. Is it okay, let me try this here. It's pretty good. It's not, you know, remarkable, but <laughs> I mean, I'd drink it. I mean, with like a, you know, with like one of those mini cans of, you know, sour, sour cream Pringles and this <laughs> on the drive, it'd be great. Throwing a box of Mike and Ike's. I'm totally happy. That's an oddball combination there. Yeah. I just, I don't know. You can pretty much throw any snack food in front of me. I'll, you know, so when I'm bored in a car. Yeah. UNO seems to have a, uh. Oh, we'll say a challenge when it comes to Denver University, who we have yes. coming in next. Yes. And so a couple weeks ago, we were out in Denver to catch an Avs game and see some family. And so I decided I'm going to bring back something and we're going to attempt to make this podcast segment work. And we're going to drink some fresh from Colorado. It's from Ozark Oscar. O-S-K-A-R. I don't even know this place. The Oscar Blues Brewery. Uh, yeah. Never heard of it. It's called Old Chub. Oh, that's an interesting, yeah. And the the part of this I really thought was interesting is they have a tagline on the can, and it says, it's like Sputnik. 
Really? And I'm like, you know what? When we do this podcast, it's going to be within the week of the anniversary of the Miracle on Ice and the U.S. beating the Russians, right? right? So I'm I'm going for the, the underdog taking the perennial favorite and hopefully... UNO can squeak out something thanks to old I mean, Chubb. Speaking of, yeah, I mean, speaking of weird things, I don't know what old Chubb has to do with Sputnik. I, it's about as weird as my, you know, combination of gas station, you know, snack food. How is it? Oh, dear God, that's terrible. Is it really? <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> okay, where did you find that? I had a liquor store that was within walking distance of the hotel. <laughs> now, for those listening out there, Jason told me via text he was going to try to find me Denver-based root beer, so I was very I did. excited. I was going to try to find Tommy Knocker. It's really good root beer. That one. And I asked the guy, because it used to be a, I mean, it used to be sold in the liquor stores, so I was like, okay. oh, I'm going to go get mine. I'll yeah. get John. And the guy goes, oh, Tommy Knocker, they used to do beer. I'm like, used to? What do you mean used to? I assume that they still did. And he goes, oh, I don't think they make anything anymore. Oh, really? I'm like, oh, that's like wrong. Because they had a really, really good, uh, they had a really good cream soda. They had a cherry cream soda. It's like one of my favorites. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Put it with a little vodka, I'd be good. <laughs> so apparently you're stuck with old Chubb. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to like. And it's not. This, it's <laughs> okay, then. Well, that was. Let's bad. let's uh okay. let's hope the Denver series doesn't taste like that can of beer. Or let's hope <laughs> let's hope Denver performs as well as this beer tastes. Yeah, there there you go. There you go. One of the two. One of the two. So let's talk about uh let's talk about anything but the performance on ice versus St. Cloud. You know, I oh, I'll be honest so with you. Bad. I feel... we lost we lost was it four nothing? I just No, it's five nothing, four one. Yeah. Ugh. I hate getting yeah. shut out. 4-1 on Friday. 5-0 on Saturday. Score goal. It's, Please score goal. Please score goal. I just, I feel, goal. I feel bad for the guys. I mean, it has been, I mean, it has to have been a brutal season for them. You think about that. Going to practices every week, going to class, then going on the road basically every other week. And things have not gone the way, I'm sure, that they envisioned in particular the season or the yeah. seniors this season and well and i think for me I, I watched i watched more of saturday's game than friday's game just because of when my daughter had games and stuff and and right i had to pick one and, and i picked her uh so but from what i saw like i watched saturday's game i'm like they're i thought they played a better game on saturday than they played yeah a number a number of people have said that and I'm like, I just feel bad for them because it's like, I, I'm sure that they're they're feeling like they're making steps. They feel like they're playing a good game. They feel like right. they're doing, you know, what coach is telling them to do, and and they're in the right position and stuff. But then you still lose five nothing. I know, and it's just like that that deflating. Like I thought we had it, and we were, like, it wasn't even like oh we lost on a a late goal or on a bad call like we've had earlier no. this season. It was like we weren't even we weren't even in it. It was tough. They got down two zero early, early on Saturday yeah. night and. And yeah. with the snowstorm, which I know right. you want to, you know, interject into this, and, and this might be the best place, but you know, you didn't have a whole lot of energy in that building. I, you could tell on the broadcast that there, there was no, no there one were there. just, I mean, there were just a couple hundred people, and as well, maybe people don't know this. 
Bridget and I have not missed a home game since the very first game, the exhibition against Manitoba in the fall back of 1997. The, yeah, back when they're in the Civic. And, yeah. yeah. And when I say we haven't missed a game, it's not like, you know, we've made most of the games. I mean, we have not missed a game, an exhibition, a regular season game, conference game, non-conference game. Right. We've been there for every game that they have played in Omaha. It's an impressive streak. It is a very impressive streak. You have tallied it up. How many home games was it? Four, four sixty. Uh, yes. Your wife added this up. I went season by season. Four hundred and sixty-one. Four hundred. So you've seen four hundred and sixty-one games in a combination of three different rinks. Right. Exactly. And they they honored you with a really cool thing. I saw your your tweet when uh, when you showed up on. Snowmageddon Day, uh, they had was it they had a sign taped to your seat, right? That yes. had like a hashtag since day one, wasn't it? Yes, they did. And let me pull up the picture here so I get the wording right. So, again, for those who don't know, for those who live outside of Omaha, we had we were in a blizzard warning, and it started off by raining, sleeting, this horrible slushy stuff in the early afternoon, and then it turned to snow. I'm gonna say three, four o'clock. And it was snowing at a rate of three inches per hour. And there were dozens of fans online who were calling for them to postpone the game, postpone cancel the game. game. You know, maybe they maybe they could have started it like at noon or something. But earlier in the week, when you're hearing that it's going to be ice early in the day, you're thinking that may be worse than later when there's actually snow. So it was kind of a kind of a hard decision. So we picked up our niece Lauren, who had driven back from St. Cloud. She's a student there for the series. And we went and ate at Godfather's in Exarban Village at 4.30. So we kind of hung out and spent an hour just kind of lazily eating pizza because we were the only people in the Godfather's in Exarban Village. I'm surprised they're open. So, yeah, exactly. I was kind of surprised, too. They weren't doing deliveries, but they were open. So some people were coming and picking up pizzas. And we parked in the parking garage behind it because we thought this would be a good way to keep the car clean. Not worry about that. And then we walked over to the game. Now... Like I said, we've not missed a game since that very first exhibition against Manitoba in 1997. And so we get to Baxter Arena. There's very few people there. Not many people. Normally they have a lot of people, you know, checking, you know, coats and clear bags and all that stuff as you come in. Just kind of one sort of table set up. And so we go in and they told us that the uh, UNO men's basketball game was actually on the Jumbotron in the arena. We got over there about 5 30 because we can go in early with our blue line club pass but they were letting people in early and they um let us go up and watch that game so we get up and we're we're going to our seats up in 216 and we kind of come up the staircase and we we walk the little kind of aisle area and i look up and i'm like bridge there's something on our seats and she's like what what's on our seats because she's thinking because she hadn't really been looking she's thinking maybe there was something on all the seats or something like that Well, it was just our five season tickets and taped to the seats printed out on eight and a half by 11 paper. It said, hashtag since day one, thank you for your support with the UNO logo. And that's all it said on our seats. And Bridget sees this and she starts crying and she's like, I can't believe they did that. And so I don't know who from UNO did that, but that was just a super nice gesture to thank us for that, you know, 
for coming to all these games all these years. And yes, we've missed people's weddings. We've left weddings after the ceremony, before the reception. We've we've planned funerals around UNO hockey games, and everybody thinks we're absolutely stupid. But the problem is, you know, after this many years now and 461 games, you do not want to lose that attendance streak. And I have, I have at least three or four nightmares every season where I'm dreaming and we're trying to get to the game and we get like a flat tire or the car breaks down. Right. Or it's like, so you have... I was going to ask you like, what's the closest you was, I mean, this was a pretty, this was a pretty bad snowstorm. Right. You know, we know, we know someone from, from Canada who had messaged us, you know, obviously cause we were in Minnesota and it, right. it didn't seem that bad where we were. Uh, and she was down here and, and heading back to Canada and she had mentioned, uh, messaged us and said that, um, it was, re- I think she used the word ridiculous. The, the, it was. The snowstorm was ridiculous. So, you know, it's serious when someone from Canada thinks it's Fortunately, yeah. Fortunately, we live just a little over two miles away. Right. So it's, it's not that far of a jaunt for us, but the roads were a mess. mess. Yeah. And, um, so, one of our clients is the, the Shrine Circus. So they were going on in Council Bluffs. So Bridget was at the early shows and then our nieces were working the social media for the, the later shows this weekend. Bridget actually got him a hotel room one of the hotels attached to the arena so that uh-huh. they didn't have to drive back and forth. So she had to get back from council bluffs in the afternoon in this to your place, to our place you. and okay. then go there. And I'm sitting there, I'm nervous all day. And I'm, I'm just, I'm telling her the night before I'm like, you can't ruin the, you can't ruin the attendance streak. You got to leave early enough and plenty of time. And then I'm just sitting there like, please don't get in a car wreck where you have to wait on a tow truck to come or the police to come. And so I think you were going to ask. So, yeah, I'm going to say, okay, so here's my question is, what's right. the closest you've been to missing a game then? I don't think we've ever been really that close to missing a game. I mean, do you think this was the hardest? I mean, obviously, like, you're, you 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 chose, as you mentioned before, like, you chose to to miss a reception. You've, you've scheduled things around this. You've made it a priority in your life yes. for so long, which is, I think, is what's great that the university recognized that, that's what was awesome. I mean, it was, it was, you've obviously it was, made some choices in your life. Exactly. It was a simple gesture and it was just right. really touching that they did that. But there's always things outside of your control. So like, sure. I mean, illness or weather or something. Well, Do you think this is like the, the, like the hardest it was for you to, to make the game? It, it may have been. And it, it compared to what it could have been, it wasn't that hard, but I, you know, a good friend of ours, a, a guy who's like five years younger than I am just had a heart attack like a week or two ago. And, I felt really bad for him, but then part of me is like, man, I got to keep myself healthy because I cannot, you know, <laughs> I, can't, I can't have a heart attack or some crazy illness. like that because you're two seasons away from 500 home games, right? If you're at 461, yeah. I mean, there's typically 20 some games in a season. Yep, with the exhibition and regular season games, right. yeah. So you're you're in theory you're you're about you'll be end of second season two yes. seasons away from hitting 500. I mean, you can't you can't lose that, right? No, and and I worry every year. I'm like, I don't want to lose this streak on some stupid thing happening. It's it's ridiculous. There's it's almost like a sense of relief when the season's over because you're like, whew, made it through another year. You know, we'll get through the summer, have fun with that, <laughs> and then we'll, you know, get back to next season. And you never know because life can throw you curveballs. So I mean, for us, part of the reason it works is because we're self-employed, so we don't have to worry about an employer sending us somewhere or sending us out of town. We make the schedule so right. we can schedule around hockey. 
And as I've said before, unfortunately, Bridget and I were not blessed with children in life, so we don't have the the kid commitments like you right. guys do and a lot of fans do. And so when I tell people I have this streak, it's not like I want you to understand I'm not judging people who have not been to 461 straight games over the last 22 years. I realize that's not realistic for people, but it's one of those things that it was after the first season that we just decided to do. And, you know, then you're like, oh, you know, it's really cool. This program just started. We can say that we've been to every single game. So we decided to do that. And crazily enough, it's happened and it's been awesome. So um, well, we've talked about it in the podcast about how, you know, we were really looking for what is the university going to do to show their support for season ticket holders. Yep. And I think this is a good, a good, I think it's a, I think it's an amazing first step. Like, I think it's really, I think it was fantastic. Say, like, yeah. Let's look at the, let's look at the season ticket holders, the people who've been here since day one. Yeah. And let's do something little. Cause it's, it's really not a big gesture, but no. it means so much. It meant so much to Bridget and, and you guys can go on our our uh, MathPuck Facebook account. You can find the link on MathPuck.com. And Bridget uh, posted a video that I recorded for a Facebook Live video. And it just, it really meant so much to us. And it's just one of those things, you know, you through thick and thin, you support this team. And, you know, we'll tell people, people from around the country that are colleagues of ours in business that don't even know us that well, we'll tell them about the streak and how we haven't missed a game. And at first they think you're crazy, but I think they kind of like the fact that you're passionate about something interesting like that. So it's just one of those things that we want to keep going. So God willing and, you know, staying healthy and weather permitting. But yeah, this one was a little tenuous. I was really worried, but I was prepared to walk if I needed to walk. So I thankfully UNO built a, an arena close to our house because it, right. it would, would be tough walking downtown. So it's, you know, it's not a problem walking from uh, 48th and Grover to, uh, you know, 67th and center. Sorry, so, yeah. but I just want to thank UNO because that, I don't know if they know how much that meant to us, but that really, that really meant a lot to us. I mean, I know that we're kind of the annoying fan site and everything else, but it was just nice that they did that. So whoever did that, thank you. That was that was very, very sweet of you. So So let's get back to the play on the ice and, yes. and kind of what you know, what you guys saw at the at the game and what you know we saw when we were watching it on the on the screen. Sure. Uh our only goal of the of the weekend comes from the big mo line. Yep. Which which you kind of expect. Yeah, absolutely. Been. They've been old reliable for us as far as offensive production. They've been uh, the line this season. So, I mean, we kind of, you know, gloss over them just because you know, we've seen them. But, you know, is there any one player or, or group of players or something that stood out to you this weekend? I mean, it's kind of hard to say in a series like that with the score differentials that you have. I don't know that there was one player or... right one line or anything else that stood out. Um, we still didn't get the CWS line. No, one. you know... We it, have an Omaha team that doesn't have a CWS line. It's funny, line. Now, they, now you bring that up, do you remember how during the Dean Blaze like years... Every like, time, I'm like constantly... Do you remember the Dean up. Blaze years, how he yeah. would have different lines like every single game? Oh, he'd have different lines. Like, he would change them shift after shift after shift to find something. And we all thought like he was insane. Uh, Maybe, like, maybe we're talking was... about two ends of the spectrum here. Like we're talking about, it's literally like the coach who wouldn't <laughs> stop changing lines. Yes, versus the, the coach, coach who's like, like got these die solid. On his sword. Yeah, yeah. I don't, and I'm now. I'm just. I'm like, that just popped in my head as we were talking. I mean, I mean, we always thought Blaze was insane, but maybe there was a certain 
maybe there was a certain genius in that. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think you're always looking for what's going to work as a coach right. and stuff. You know, my experience and stuff, you know, I talked about chemistry early on in the podcast sure. and stuff we talked about. Where is the chemistry going to come from with this team and stuff? And so I think from a coaching standpoint, you're always kind of looking for where right. is that production and, and where is that chemistry? Uh, but yeah, it's it's a superficial, vague thing that I just, I think it'd be funny to have an Omaha team that has <laughs> a CWS line. I just, so season's coming to a close. Maybe he'll do it just to make me happy. It'd be a nice gift from coach for me. That would be sure. I'd appreciate that. Maybe if you had a 461 game attendance streak, he'd, he'd give you the. <laughs> maybe, maybe then he'd be like, all right, I'll just. Maybe then he'd guy. be like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. But... but until I get to there, I'm not. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> well, I brought it up because I thought, particularly, I think we saw it late in the game on Friday is when there was one point where. I think it was Conley wasn't on the line with Weiss. And we saw some different production. And, right. And then on Saturday, we saw that they moved Primu onto the line with Weiss. And I thought the two of them seemed to have some really good chemistry together. Yeah. And I really liked that line. And obviously, you know, we didn't get anything out of it sure. on, on Saturday. Um, but they were making good plays. Yep. I thought... At least from what I can see, you know, they were they were filling some lanes. I think some defense on that, you know, a defensive-minded right. forward would probably help out a little bit on that. Uh, but the chemistry between Weiss and, and Primo, I was I was pretty impressed with. Yeah. So, so maybe we'll see what happens with the DU series and stuff. But I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if we see Primo and uh, Weiss together, and then I don't know a. a Maybe just you throw someone in there trying to find something that works. Yeah, something that works here for the last the last few weekends as they're as they're heading into the postseason uh, conference playoff play. Yeah, and and what I would say about that St. Cloud team that is an awfully good team and it's awfully deep, and they come at you in waves. And it's just even when they're not having a great night, they still have the players that they have, and you know a lot of times a team like that is. I mean, it's, you know, an act of futility playing against them when you right. don't have the horses to go against them line for line. When I was coaching back in Colorado, we used to we used to talk about how we wanted to be a team that when when other teams played us, they always felt like we always had too many men on the ice. Right. And, and we always went mm-hmm. with that. Like You always want to feel like you've got a man on the puck so quickly that there's no possible way that there's only five skaters out there, right? Right. And so I look at I looked at the way we played against St. Cloud and it, it seems like St. Cloud's got that mentality. Right. You know, they're they're strong in the puck, they're fast yep. in the puck. They don't give you a whole lot of time and space. They're very good about taking that away. Uh, you know, when they're when they're down a mountain, they're probably one of the best teams I've seen at filling lanes. Yep. They're very, very diligent in their system and, and playing it. They are you know, five on five, four on five, five on four. Um, and they, they they're committed and, and they take, and they take advantage. Thing. And when yeah. they're, when they're in front of your net, they take advantage of second, third opportunities and they put them in the net when the right. goaltender's out of position and they make you pay. And I mean, it's kind of a thing of beauty to watch. 
And the other big news was on Saturday, we saw for the first time this season, we saw Alex Blinkenberg in that. We did see Blinks. Yeah, I don't, we hadn't seen Blinks in that, have we? Not this season. Okay. Last time he played was in North Dakota. Yeah. Or did he? He I don't started, even think, I don't he even think he in played in the exhibition. He didn't even play in the exhibition this year, did he? No, he didn't. It was just uh, um, it was just Winnegar and uh, yeah. Tomek. Which, that's the other big thing. Yeah, I mentioned news, that I guess, thing before, about Tomek, yeah. Yeah, I can say before we move on to, to the next segment was uh, Tomek, we will not see him for the, probably the remainder of the season, right. most likely. Uh, he's got an offer to go over and play... And I think the I think they have tournaments actually in Russia for the national team. Okay. And so UNO obviously gave him the go ahead to go do that. Go get some experience and stuff there. And so we will finish out the season with Evan and Alex. So that'll be interesting. So if for some reason Evan can't go, we will see Alex. We will. Should be should be interesting. My kids they you know, he's been so good, uh I mean, everyone we've met has been awesome right. on that team. It's 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 amazing how they're stand up guys, top to bottom. Um, yeah, they're great guys. And Alex is Alex is fantastic. He's a really he good was guy. Really nice when when the girls met him, and he's been, um, you know, we'll see him with Evan a lot. Yeah, they're clearly you know pretty good friends because right. It seems like we see one, we see the other a lot of times, and, and but. Both of them are, are amazing. They'll, they'll talk to the kids. They recognize them and stuff, which is always really Absolutely. Cool. No, having having missed that game on Saturday night, have it, you having missed it. I didn't, I didn't miss it, people. Um, <laughs> you having missed it, I can tell you it was, it was kind of interesting. We, had, we basically had Section 216 to ourselves. It reminded me of the uh, CenturyLink Center days when we basically had Section 203 to ourselves, and we could just sit and talk and hang out and... Loud as you want. At one point, yeah. At one point, they announced, you know, people in the upper bowl come down. And I heard that sit downstairs. You down, yeah. down to the lower bowl. Did you go or did you stay up? No, we stayed, stayed up, up there. Yeah, yeah. It was fun. It was just. It was kind of a yeah. It was. It was kind of a non-eventful game. And St. Cloud won the Penrose Cup on yeah. Saturday night. I was trying to and get it. I was stuck in the snow. Yeah, trying to I, get home. <laughs> exactly. Well, number one, I was trying to get a good picture of St. Cloud, and the usher lady was shooing me away, like, "Oh, you can see them down in the lobby." And I'm like, "I can't. I'm not going to be able to see <laughs> these guys posing with the trophy down in the lobby." But all right, whatever. So I got the best picture I could, and then they left the next morning. They did not want to stay another night. Another night, right? I, I'm told that the coach wanted to get home, and then they got stuck in what was it? Southern Minnesota, I don't Iowa. Know that I, I was just following it on Twitter, so I, don't know. I just got a, I got a, I got a kick out of the fact that they were rescued by the sheriff's department, taken to jail with the cup. Yeah, and and the picture of the Penrose cup sitting there and them eating awesome. jail food, and I'm like, that's hilarious. Their assistant coach, I think it's is it Mike Gibbons, who's Gibbons, been a long time yeah. assistant there. Yeah, he was tweeting, and it was it was fantastic. They had the players outside the bus with their hockey, hockey sticks, sticks like pretending to show. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was fun stuff, so they had a really good time with that. But yeah, uh, yeah so that was uh, shows how bad the weather was, just kind of in the region. Yeah. So, and you guys were stuck up there trying to come yeah. back from the Twin Cities. Yeah, so. the weather was fine. I mean, there was a little bit of snow, but it really wasn't bad at all. I mean, it was it was nothing, and and so we were fine up in the Twin Cities. But I thirty five was supposed to open this morning. That we uh-huh. came back Monday morning. That we were, we ended up coming back, um, and we had we had decided that. You know, we weren't going to risk it. We, we went back through Mankato and took a longer 
Yeah, that's not a bad around, way to go. But, yeah. Uh, we looked when we stopped uh, when we were in Sioux City, and I thirty five still closed. I know, um, isn't that crazy? There's a there was someone who tweeted that, uh, um, like, basically shelter in place. You shouldn't go out when the tank that the National Guard brings in to rescue people yeah. gets stuck in the snow. I know. You have no business <laughs> being out in it. And I'm like, yeah. Um, we got stuck. Well, exactly. And our niece, Lauren, is a student at St. Cloud, and she had class today, and she's trying to get back, and she's still in still Omaha. Can. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's not worth risking it. I mean, she could probably, quite honestly... She could go up the way you guys did. She's going to have to, because the roads are... The roads really weren't that bad going up the okay. way you did. So. And that actually, that's that's actually the more direct way is to go up through like yep. Mankato or around Mankato. Mankato. And... Yeah. It's just, it's it's sucks because you got to go over the river and through the woods through these little towns and on yeah. highways. It sucks because and... you're doing like 70 and then you hit a town and you have to do yeah. 35. And right. Like but Exactly. Yeah, so. so we should, uh, we've got a new segment we want to try out. Yes. See if people like it. So you came up with this idea. What's the same? You know, as a random thing, because we had seen. We'll start with we'll start with uh, the old bowl. So okay. the idea is is every every week we'll kind of showcase like what's going on with uh, Maverick, who's graduated, who you know is doing something. Yeah, a guy, a guy who you're playing. A guy who played here, right? And what we'll they're doing now? The, the old bowl. Segment. The old bowl. And then we'll do something on a new bowl. We'll we'll talk about yep. a recruit, something that they did that stood yep. out to us. Uh, or, or something that big that happened to someone who's, you know, potentially we expect at least to see in a sure. Maverick uniform in the near future. And so this started because uh, an old goaltender for Omaha, yeah. Anthony Stollers, was traded from Philly to Edmonton. Correct. And so I thought it was really cool that, you know, here's this this former Mav, playing in the NHL, yep. you know, he's on the trade wire, because obviously the trade deadline exactly. was the day that we, the day that we record the, the Monday, we were recording the podcast on Monday, and so today's the trade deadline, so uh, this happened a, a few days ago, but it was yep. it was pretty cool to see a former Mavs name on that It block. was. Now, for UNO fans that are not familiar with Anthony Stolarz, because he was here one semester <laughs> in the 2012-2013 season, he played for the first semester. Right. And then he left to go play, um, I think pro. It was either yeah, pro or major. Let me look here. Uh, yes, he played for the yeah. He played for the London Knights in the Ontario Hockey League. He played for the OHL. Right? So he played uh, major junior hockey. Yeah, and it and that was when my, Massa came in. Yes, after and him, so right? here's yeah. here's what's interesting. Massa, Massa had played the year before. Right, he'd been pretty decent, and then he was sitting out to. My understanding was to recover from. Um, Concussions. concussions so yep. kind of redshirting that year right so he came in that second semester right there are a lot of fans who have speculated if massa had been able to sit out and redshirt that entire year and then he'd come back the following season in 2013 2014 he would have had three years of eligibility left oh so he would have had the frozen four year and then he would have had the first year 2015 16 at baxter arena so there are a lot of fans who are like what if could we have made another run at the Frozen Four in 2015-16? Or by the same token, if that hadn't been his his senior season in 2014-15, would they have um, or, made the Frozen Four? So it's yeah, um, I don't I don't know why Stoller's left. 
like what the the reasoning behind that if it either. was massa coming in if he knew that that was the writing on the wall eventually gonna come back or maybe he wasn't having the kind of I mean, let's, he played experience in, that he wanted, but you know, it was good to see him here. It yeah. was good to have him there. And now we get to, you know, say, well, we were the only, well, and when you, here's the thing, when you tweet at him online, he's always very friendly and yeah. very, yeah. So yeah, I think he could have had a great career here in Omaha and you know, I, I love the, I love the, uh, the Mavericks are obviously my, the center of my like universe basically. Right. So I would have loved it if he'd been here for three, four years, but he moved on. He had other yeah. opportunities make, that he wanted to do. You make choices that, that you think are, are going to, you know, better your career. And, yep. and obviously with where he is now playing now with the Oilers, you know, he made, he made a choice. It's pretty cool because we haven't, we haven't hurt. had, we haven't had a lot of guys that have played in the right. NHL. So it's pretty cool when we and have especially those goalies. guys on the I mean, Yep. Exactly. That's what, that's what I, yeah, exactly. That that's position. what I meant. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So. So then our new ball our is new ball. the, I say answer to the, the mystery at the beginning with the the what are you drinking segment yes uh sioux city sioux city root beer yeah sioux city root beer is because one of our commits was traded to the sioux city musketeers right yeah you know we've talked on this podcast before about how the muskegon lumberjacks you know have seemed like our farm team but i gotta tell you sioux city right now We've had two They're making rec- a run for it. They're we've them. had we've had two recruits so far this year, new recruits that have right. announced that they're uh, planning to attend UNO. Uh, one is Matt Miller, who's a forward. The other, uh, just today, is Nolan Krenzen, who's a defenseman for Sioux City. And the trade was a guy by the name of Josh Boyer, who previously was playing for Jason. You got to. Madison Capitals. The Madison Capitals. Yeah, that's he was, so he's traded from Madison to Sioux City. So right, so he's going to play with those guys the rest of the season. And you know he's prior to prior to UCHL the or the USHL. USHL. Um, yeah. He was a point per game producer. Yeah, he so was very he was very successful in the the talent. North American Hockey League. Correct. Yeah, he was in yep. all. So, uh, so yeah, he clearly has some some talent. I would say that at least from, from reading The Wire coming from Sioux City, uh, it sounds like they look at him as someone who probably wasn't you know, being utilized in the right way right. Uh, and underperforming maybe because of the talent and stuff around him. Yeah, a lot of time that can affect the performance. Yeah. You know, you look at a guy like Brock Bremer, who played for Muskegon earlier in the season, another one of our recruits, and they traded him to Lincoln yeah. uh, just a few weeks ago or whatever. And he's had a lot of success now yeah. with the Lincoln stars. So and sometimes, up, so. right. A change of scenery yeah. can make a big difference with these guys. So hopefully, you know, hopefully he finds a groove in, in Sioux city now and yep. before coming to UNO. Cause I know elite prospects has him as the next year. Yeah. I believe he, if I recall correctly, I believe he signed a national letter of intent. And okay. I, I think that's the case, but you and I, We'll have to, um, you and I will have to see if maybe we can take a trip up to Sioux City before the USHL season ends. And, Get a glimpse, yeah. Yeah, and check out uh, the Sioux City Musketeers because they've got some of our recruits. But uh, yes, Josh Boyer signed his national letter of intent last fall. So Yeah, so if you see Sioux City coming to Omaha or, or you want to make the trek over the river to, right. to Lincoln and watch Sioux City... Uh, that's a that's a name to to put on your watch list, right? Yeah, and it's it's a it's a team that's nearby, and it's a team that will be uh, traveling uh, 
nearby. So I know that there's a lot of USHL fans that we know who go to a lot of Lancer games. So if you have the chance to see Sioux City, go check them out and let us know how those guys are doing. So up next, we've got Denver. Denver. Down, right? Yes. Now, I'll be honest with you, and I don't know if you'll agree with this, but I feel <laughs> like Denver has looked somewhat mortal the last... Um, they've looked beatable struggling. the last few they weeks. They got yeah. beat by Miami this weekend. That was crazy. Did you expect Miami At to... home. Did you expect Miami to go into Magnus and win 3-1? to one? I didn't expect them to go into Magnus. I didn't either. I didn't expect Miami to win another game this season. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. It's it's Denver. I didn't, you know, obviously I, it's a team that I grew up watching, so. Denver has not been as good as some of the, the kind of the Jim Montgomery incarnations of that team the previous couple right. of years. Right, and it's not a Gwazdecki team, and, and, and they're not no. the Denver of old. They're but... still talented, though, but they, exactly. yeah. they, don't, they don't have some of those big names that they had over the years, but they still have Jared Lukosavages, who's... One of my favorite names in college hockey. Right. And the goaltending's new. Yep. Um, no defense, Tanner Gillette. making a little bit of adjustments on, on their right. defensive systems and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on out there. But I think the encouraging thing for UNO is to look at that and saying, you know, they're they're vulnerable. They can be beaten. And we get them at home. So we don't have to play by their rules in their barn. Here's my one wish. I I don't really even care what happens the rest of the season down the road. (laughs) For these guys, for these guys on this team, I would just love for the the seniors to get a win against Denver. I I think that that would be great for them to, to, to go out and say, you know, yeah, the season didn't went the, go the way we wanted it to, but we right. we broke through and we got a win against Denver, and they've kind of been our nemesis in regards to that the last few years. The other thing for fans to keep in mind, you know, and, and for us to before we do our our picks to to right. remember this is that uh, they have to play on Tuesday. They have to make up a game. That's right. So that is a very interesting thing, and it, I'm glad you brought that up because I meant to bring that up. So. We're broadcasting this on Monday, the 25th of February, or we're recording this or whatever the hell I just said. So the 26th, they are having a makeup game from earlier in the season when weather kept a matchup between uh, Denver and Colorado College from happening. Right. So they're going to be playing Tuesday night. I I plan to check out the game on NCHC TV, but this is a really important one because Colorado is ahead of us by three points. Right. In the standings, they're sitting in sixth place. Or actually, they're ahead of us by four points. I'm sorry, I forgot Miami was in. It just seems weird that Miami's ahead of us in the standings. But anyway, so Colorado College is sitting there at sixth place with 21 points. Denver is in fourth place with 31 points. And right between them is North Dakota with 28 points in the conference race. And so it's a very interesting matchup because the question is, will Denver come in, you know, feeling good, having, you know, gotten a successful win against a kind of a burgeoning Colorado college right. team, or will they have just been upset by Colorado college? And then will they be mad worrying that, you know, their chance for home ice is in jeopardy with uh, two teams, you know, breathing down their necks. I would say Car- Colorado college kind of shocked Western Michigan this weekend. Right. So I'm hoping that they're a little bit full of themselves. Realistically, Colorado think... College could have won 
both of both those games. games. I mean, they were ahead yeah. on Friday. They should have. Yeah, it was an overtime. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think the best thing for UNO would be for Cara College to beat Denver. Right. No, for Denver to beat Denver Colorado, to beat Colorado College, College. And then, and then... <laughs> UNO beat Denver. Well, that would be, yeah, that would be spectacular, Jason. I mean, <laughs> and then we just have to hope, you know, North Dakota doesn't. But that'll be the that'll be the interesting thing. I right. Again, I don't know what. The one thing I'll say about that though is if Colorado College beats Denver, like you were suggesting, okay. Colorado, or excuse me, Denver's kind of hanging on a, by a thread for that fourth, fourth spot. Right. So. Would they be you know hungrier coming in knowing that they're. You know. They've got to get they've got to get wins to stay ahead of North Dakota, who's sitting in fifth right now. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what'll happen. Yeah. Well, so that leads us into then. What do you think yes. is going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> uh, What's your I, pick? Uh, my pick is I don't think Denver's as good a team as St. Cloud State. We've had trouble with St. Cloud State the last two seasons, and so it's you know that's the last four series we've played right. against we've gone zero and eight so i'm gonna say we split against denver this weekend i don't know which game we'll win let's go with saturday at this point we're gonna win saturday okay i i will also pick a split i think that they can do it i just think i think we'll win on friday okay i think they're just I think UNO is going to come out a more hungrier team on Friday, just wanting to beat, especially the seniors. Yeah. Wanting to beat Denver before they leave. Yeah. So I think that's, that's how I will, that's how I see it going down. We'll see. Right. Yeah. You never if know. We're right. Yeah. I don't know what'll happen. We've had like, a hard like time we said, with Denver. So, like we said, it's, it's been a tough season for these guys and they keep coming out, you know, right. talking about how we're buying in and we're working hard and they haven't had the results that they've wanted. So, I mean, I feel for the guys. So I hope, and I know you hope that they can break through and get a win against Denver this weekend. I think that would be great. A couple lucky bounces and maybe we can walk yep. away with a sweep. So I would end by saying this once again, thank you for tuning into the map podcast. You can find links to our previous episodes on mapbook.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can find the links to those social media platforms on the website. And until next week, I would say go Mavs. Go Mavs.